All right, we got Dustin. We got Drew over here. And we have something really exciting to tell you. Yeah. We have a website. We do. The website would be anchor.fm slash bartendersball. And there, you can find out all the different applications that you can listen to us on, as well as an interesting feature that we want to share with you today. Well, before we get to that, you said applications. Speaking of that, Anchor itself is an app. Really easy to use. We highly encourage you to download it, support the podcast. Uh, It's way easier to share our stuff and for us to get more things out to you. And as you were saying, the feature on the app is voice recording. Yes. Tell us how we're doing. Yeah. Please let us know any feedback you have, any topics you want to listen to. If you want to roast Dustin for his voice, anything like that. Or Drew for his nose. That's the thing. If you can hear it, let me know. Please let us know. Speaking of uh, voice messages, we have a great one from a, a lovely follower who says she is our number one fan. Here it is. So I would say who this is, but you probably could already tell by how hard I'm rolling my eyes right now. <laughs> I loved this podcast. Laughed so hard, even when you were ragging on me. Um, keep up the good work, guys. It's literally so funny. I think it's even funnier because I know the two of you and the back and forth is hilarious. Yeah. Talk about sours next time. All right. Keep it up, guys. All right. Welcome to the Bartender's Ball podcast. Double digits. That's it. We we're hit number there. 10. Finally. Episode 10. We're here. We're queer. Day Centennial. Yeah. Day Centennial is what we decided on last yeah. time. Yeah. Perfect. Well, uh, it Hang is a up. very special podcast. We just did our fantasy draft, but before we get into that, uh, yeah. as you know, uh, we've been hyping this up for a while. Yeah. And we got a couple of special guests. Jared and Heather and Halisey pooped out at the last minute, but we replaced yep. them with the legend. Well, Halsey just wasn't strong enough for the, yeah. you know, the pressure. You know, he, just, he just felt like he couldn't lift himself to be onto this podcast. He couldn't rise to the occasion. But we have the, the OG, the guy we call out every week, young Matt Shepard. Yeah! And we have our uh, newest member of the Fantasy Football League slash one of the oldest, as well as our... Brewmeister. Brew, brew uh, companion, young chicken frickin' kickin' parm. Thanks, guys. Happy to be here. Happy to feel old, I guess. Yeah! There we go, yeah. <laughs> And then we got a couple of ladies in the background. Ow, ow. Is that hey. it? Thank but you. Come right. on. You're better than that. And then there's Dan in the other room. Boom. He waved. Yeah, in, he waved. He waved in British. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. What do you got over there, big guy? What are you drinking? I'm still sipping on the Davenport Dipper. Yeah, still enjoying it? Yeah, I like it a lot. Matt, what do you think? I'm going to say the Davenport Dipper is A OK with me. It is fantastic. And Chicken Farm, you got a. What are you drinking on today? This is the Sam Adams New England IPA. Figures you'd go with something from New England. <laughs> I would do that. You had you to. You know it's funny that you know it's it sounds right when you say Sam coffee. Adams. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way it should be said. Oh, it's freaking perfect. Um, uh, so we're kicking this off. You uh, you found yeah. a tasty little article. Yeah, I found a very a interesting. A dusty article, if you will. Oh, a dusty article, you may say. <laughs> Gosh. So... When, when you eat Cheetos, yes. how many fingers get Cheeto dust on them? I try to do a minimum of like two Cheetos. Right? Everybody two does Cheetos. middle finger and ring finger. Or index If those finger. two. Or, sorry. Index finger. Index finger and yeah. middle finger. Yeah. Middle and finger just, and ring finger would be a little weird. Exactly. I would judge you. But still only so, two fingers. Matt does three. There you go. 
He doesn't need to, but three. he does. You have to do three. No, no, you don't. But what about you? I don't know. Two. Pick two. Pick two. Know. So roughly, yeah. everybody around the room. Hold hands. <laughs> yeah. Are you a whole hander? I am a whole it's, it's funny that you say that. It's funny that you say that because, because the whole point of that. Yeah, the multi-billionaire owner of Amazon, Jeff Bezos, eats Cheetos with all five fingers. He gets Cheeto dust on every fucking finger. The pinky and everything. Yeah. Like, just as much as the index finger. Could you imagine him, like, licking that off? Like, he has to saturate every one of the... He, he sits for five minutes. He pays someone else to yeah. do it. It's Jeff Bezos. He's probably got one of those bathroom attendants right next to him. Or he just has a bidet for his, his fingers. Yeah, but like, if you got that much money, why not pay the kid to just put the Cheetos exactly. in your mouth get, for get, you? Get, get, a, get a butler and be like, feed me the Cheetos. Right? I know. I, he could pay me. I know. The article said he eats Cheetos in the most interesting way, and I thought it was going to be like chopsticks or something like that to avoid getting subpar Cheeto dust. What I'm wondering lower. is, does he go like all five in his mouth? Whole... Right, yeah. Is he deep throat yeah. in his fingers, too? He's at least getting all five in there. I would like to cut in and say that our uh, fellow draft mate, uh, Marky, eats Cheetos with all five fingers as well. All five fingers, really? Yes. we got to ask him how he and does that. And then he sticks his fingers back into the bag if nobody else is eating them. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. You can't, like, quintuple dip. No. <laughs> no, you, you mustn't. <laughs> Gosh. That's but, why you always, if, 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 if you're ever having a party... Yeah. There's a couple of bowls of chips. Just get the party pack of the individual bags underneath it for those that use five fingers. There you go. It's like, this is the bowl of chips for normal people, yep. and this is for you Neanderthals. Yeah, you have those snack pack bags for monsters that can't keep their hands right. out of their mouth. because, you know, if you don't want to join civilized society, then we're going to make you feel like shit about Yeah. It. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm just going to tell 20, you to bring your own snacks. Bring your own snacks is right. <laughs> Can you just picture that person that you tell to bring their own snacks? They just bring a bowl of hummus and eat that with their fingers. Oh, it's like that commercial, the no, the no, the no chip dip, where they just stick your fingers in there and all. Walk. Yep. <laughs> just two fingers full of hummus. Oh, yep. I would do it though. I do love hummus. But anyway, let's quit talking about the lifestyles of the rich and the famous. Yeah. But, speaking of um, lifestyles of the rich and famous. Yeah. Who here consistently signs up for something? on a subscription with the full intention of canceling it immediately. Right? See a few hands. Oh yeah, that's a standby. Go yeah, ahead. right? So there's the do not pay card. It is a card that you can use to set up uh, accounts with. Any like, free trial. And, and a free trial and it automatically cancels it. Yep. The card will not accept the next payment. Yeah. it will just You can set it up. Just tell it how long the free trial is. Two weeks, Which a month, whatever. One week. Cancels it for you. Never get a recurring charge, any of that. Because now, like the news, the, the one thing that really makes that interesting is now that uh, Netflix and Disney Plus, a, a ton of these uh, new streaming services, yeah. existing ones, are now trying to eliminate password sharing. Really? On like a mega level. It's going to be like within the next year and a half, you won't be able to like steal someone's Netflix. I mean, you it makes... my voice crack there? Yeah, a little yeah, bit. It's adorable. You're growing up. I know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I feel like that's going to have a giant impact on yeah. everybody who steals my fucking Netflix password. But then... This word fuck was uh, sponsored by Alan Dean. Because <laughs> allegedly we say fuck too much. Fair enough. <laughs> I think it's going to be huge. But that's the thing. So it's like, say you and Ashley. You and Ashley can't share a Netflix membership anymore? We can, but because it, we it's on the same devices. 
Like, oh, it's we, it's in the same house. It's on the but same what if she room. has her own iPad and she pays for the internet subscription for it? So it doesn't use your home Wi-Fi. It's not on the same home network. But, it, but her, it's this completely account, separate device. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. You'd Chicken sign in. Right? I feel like you might know more about this than we do. I think the timing sounds pretty bad on it because you have Netflix right now has a lot of competitors starting to come into the market. If people are going to be deciding, you know, based on having two or three households being able to use the same account, whether or not you're actually supposed to do that... You're now going to be looking at people getting the Hulu Disney Plus thing instead. Well, yeah, that's a good point. No, it makes a lot of sense. But like Disney Plus, out of the gate, is trying to get with um, cable internet providers to cease uh, password sharing before they even launch it. So Netflix has already been looking into it. I think last year at E3 or this past E3, there was a company that was out there that will track passwords and see how many different households use them. Which is why, like, it's run under. VPN. Yeah. So Ashley and I are almost always on the same VPN. Mm-hmm. So that's why it would work. Yeah. Uh, for her, but and she also has her own profile on there, so she's always linked to that one thing in her profile. Yeah. But that makes sense. It does. So I think that's how you kind of get away with it. Like we would get away with it even with the change. I mean, you know, obviously they could get real technical about it and be like, okay, your password shouldn't be able to sign in on multiple devices twice a week. That could be, or at the same time in two completely different locations. Well, that's the thing, but it's yeah. like, but what I'm saying is, I can always figure out a scenario for two people that deserve to pay for a membership together to be in two completely opposite ends of the world. Like, you have HBO, I have Netflix. Swap it up? Or did no. I completely miss that? Cause I was no, you about fucking polygamist. What are you talking <laughs> about? Get out of here. No, I'm talking about, say Ashley goes to a mattress convention or something like that in Ontario. <laughs> So all the, I'm just saying, just saying. But what if she is 100 zip codes away? All of a sudden, she types in your Netflix password, speak of the devil. Yeah, that's the other one. <laughs> Anyways. See, it was, I could have covered it up till you said something. God I know, damn it. I know, I know. <laughs> you could have just been like, oh, Beth, we were just talking about you. Oh. Hey. But anyway, no. What if she's traveling for work? And you guys are on a family plan for Netflix. That's what I'm saying. There's no way to figure out that that is your significant other using that password Unless, in Canada. Yeah, there is. What? The she's device she's press using her genitals it against it? The device she's using it on. Oh. No. Because what if she's in a hotel and she wants to sign into Netflix on a smart TV? Uh, that, that's a little different. That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. always going to be able to come up with a scenario where two significant others should be able to share an account without having to pay two memberships. And there go, they can never eliminate, pa- eliminate password sharing. I think they're, they're trying to dwindle down on it for sure, though. I think they're just going to jack the price up to nineteen ninety nine a month and just be like, fuck it, do whatever you want. Uh, I think the thing is, is like, while we're on the subject, and I know Chicken Parman can relate with me because we're the only two millennials in the world that pay for cable. Yeah. Um, oh, you do? Perfect. Well, uh, ours is included in our rent. That so. doesn't count. We actually, You're obligated. I paid someone to come out and install a dish to my house, and I pay almost $100 a month for cable. The only reason I use our cable is for football season. That's yep. literally the only reason. Well, so, there's a lot yep. of... ESPN, I'm, I'm golden. You are too big for that. Yes, Cooper. <laughs> Sorry, we're having dog malfunctions here. He I'm likes dog you, <laughs> young Morgan. Anyways, so how many times have you been tempted to switch to one of these uh, like apps? based cable versus what we have now. As in just to go like all streaming. Like Hulu, Hulu Live. We also have Netflix and Hulu. 
Of course, I have to pay for cable because it's included in our rent. But what about you? If it's not football season, I'm Fuck watching. It. You know, you know, watch reruns Park, or something. Morty, something like that. Yeah. On Hulu. I'll be honest. We talk about it maybe once a week. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, dropping uh, the cable provider. DirecTV's been great for a while, but now you know there's they've got a whole bunch of rebroadcasting negotiations that are failing and missing channels that we should just have and really? football season is coming. That's yeah. what I'm yeah. saying because they did have a little spat with YouTube NFL or Hulu Network. look pretty pretty solid right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. the one thing that's really Amazon might even bring around like a whole NFL partnership. They do. They, are, they already they, have it. They do Thursday night games. Well, I'm just saying I know that they do the Thursday night games included yeah. in your membership, but I'm saying if they do the season included right. in your membership, that would be the partnership I was more referring to. Well, even even just Directv now. Because they have their own app, their streaming service. I don't know if I would go with... I don't know. Like, every time I look at the cost of what you get in an app versus what I pay for all of that shit and, like, 35,000 channels that I don't fucking use... You just feel gypped. I didn't Sometimes. love DirecTV now before they jacked the price up. You're right. And then took away some well, of your Hulu channels. Well, Hulu Plus is, like, 50 bucks or something like that. Or, or Sling TV is, like, 50 bucks. And then now you got... Um, what was it? Well, Disney Plus is going to come out with Hulu Plus with no, with no commercials. With ESPN. And ESPN yeah. Plus, and it's going to be twelve ninety nine. Yeah. Assuming that you can upgrade from there, I could probably get everything that I have now for forty bucks. Forty bucks, yeah. yeah. Easy, easy, and I don't need the Sunday ticket because I'm a season ticket holder, so I, I show up to watch my team lose. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's fun. I'm one of those guys. It's going to be a long buck season for you there, big guy. It really will. Bottom line is, this do not pay card is awesome. Yeah. I like the idea of it. It really does uh, help you fish for the good deals, if you know what I mean. Hey. 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 Uh, but, Gosh. hey, let's get to the meat and potatoes. Yeah. Let's do On it. the backside of that terrible pun. Yeah. Um, we uh, just had our fantasy football draft. Yeah, we did. Some people drafted better than others. Some I people mean, completely read the names on their draft cards right. Yeah, some some people made a few picks that were not as educated as the others. I know you, could you say. feel like my draft was completely kindergarten. I I wish that we the only thing we're missing is the draft board here next. We to should us. have brought it. Yeah, here. I don't know why we didn't. I don't know. Did anybody get a picture? I took pictures of it. Matt took pictures. Good. You know what? I get to know who's on did my you team. Send that I totally to me? forget. Yeah, yeah. You know what's good is I think Chicken Parm in his first year back from a one year hiatus did pretty good. Yeah, I absolutely. Like, he ruined Jared's draft a few times. I'll tell you, 14 out of 15 picks years were better than Nick's. <laughs> <laughs> we love well, Nick, but, you know, can't just showed up and picked names. You can't <laughs> pick Big Ben in the third every year. He didn't do it last year. You know that, right? I picked him in the 15th. That's right. So speaking of your quarterback choice, where'd you go with the quarterback this year? In the eighth round-ish or something like that. Sound a little more confident in it. I don't remember what the round it was, but Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson in the way too early round. Yeah. I I feel like Russell Wilson's a safer pick than Kyler Murray, who was picked before Russell Wilson. Do you think I picked Kyler Murray? Is that why you keep bringing it up? Okay. But I'm just saying, I looked at the board, saw what was getting picked. Yeah. And it was either. Not just me. Yeah, I just looked at Kyler Murray and I was like, well, I should pick Russell Wilson. Oh, Wilson's if, back here. If those two things correlate, then they do. I think he's a good pick. You think yeah. he's a good player? He's a top five quarterback. I mean, he's definitely a good player, but I mean, I the only reason I dog on that pick is because there were so many other quarterbacks available, as well as other good players, and you probably could have gotten Russell Wilson in the 10th. I don't think so. 
I just it didn't seem like before the draft you were set on Russell Wilson. Believe so it or I'm not, I actually was. Go, really? I just the thing is, is like I saw the running quarterback, so I got. I will, I'm not gonna lie to you. I felt a little scared that he wasn't gonna be there. Yeah. So and it was a while before I was picking because that was my second pick in that draft in that in that side of the thing because we do the snake draft. Yeah. Um, so I saw the running quarterbacks, and I saw someone reach. So I was like, okay, I gotta. Got to secure who you want. I did. I do want Russell Wilson. I don't think he's a bad player. But let's be fair. I, I don't think we can complain about somebody picking Russell Wilson in round eight. That's yeah. that's actually really perfectly I, acceptable. That's a good pick. Yeah, because <laughs> in every other mock draft that I've been looking um, at, he's going way earlier than that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. He's a good quarterback. You're talking about Russell. If I picked Jameis Winston in the eighth round, you would have grounds to make fun of. Him. Okay. If Thanks. I picked... Jameis Winston has upside this year. He's got a lot of upside. If I picked Ryan Fitzpatrick in the eighth round, then you'd have grounds to make fun of me. But I picked a top five starting quarterback and somebody who's always in an MVP conversation. I, just to be interested, I don't think he was a top five quarterback last year. It depends on your definition of a top five quarterback. I'm just kidding. No, I think I he was. If, if only you all could see my face right now. I know. I, just, I know it was a joke. The numerical value. Get out of here. Numerical value. I think he was. It was very close. Well, no, because I know Pat Mahomes, Matt Ryan, and... So that's three. Yeah, Pat Mahomes, Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah. We, we got, got Jamie over there. We got a guy. He was the eighth quarterback off the board. It's, there's, yeah. There's no problem with that. Yeah. It's not I'm, terrible. I am okay I have with nothing Russell against Wilson. you for picking Wilson. Right. Kyler time. Murray was picked in the same round. Hey, who picked him? I don't know, but did they know that Kyler Murray can't physically see over the offensive line? <laughs> I'll uh, let you know right now. You I cannot make short jokes in, about I'm Kyler 900% sure Melissa can see over the offensive line better than Kyler Murray can. I am all in on the Cliff Kingsbury air raid. Dustin. I will, yeah. I will see you at the end of the uh, season here. Oh, Fantasy man. football ranking, right? Yeah. That, okay. Who's, uh, number one, Aaron Rodgers. Number two, Russell Wilson. Boom! What Number website three, is that? Tom Brady. This is the Washington Post. Boom. Washington Tom Brady in the top I'm not three. sure how much I trust It won't be the Washington Post, Post saying that Seattle's the number two quarterback <laughs> in the league. No way. I mean, I'm all in on Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Not the top three. Deshaun well, not Brady. Deshaun Watson, fives Cam Newton. That is a little skewed because Patrick Mahomes should be up there because he did 50 yes. touchdowns last year. Yeah. He should be number one. But Tom no Brady's my favorite round 11 pick. Yeah, your backup quarterback is, is Tom yes. Brady. So who is a quite, who has got the most questionable pick in the draft, other than yours, which we'll get to later? Well, Dustin, first of all, I just want to point out that Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson are the same height. Just want to put that no, Russell there. Wilson's a full inch taller. I, I'm pretty sure one of them's like 5'10 and a third, and the other one's 5'10 and three quarters. He's almost, uh, you're talking about Baker Mayfield and Russell Wilson are the same height. So you want to talk about that lunch? That's yeah. it? Yeah. All right. Every inch counts in this yeah, game. Yeah, let's, let's call Ashley in here. <laughs> in a game of inches. Yeah. <laughs> She's not here. Is a big deal She's at Victoria's Secret trying to get more inches. <laughs> yep. It makes a lot of sense. Hey. Well, I, I would have to say the most questionable pick of the oh. draft was Riley Ridley in round five. Yeah. Well, okay. We were going to save this for the end of the podcast, but Chip No, we don't need right to save now. it for the end. Tell us what happened, bud. <laughs> All right. Calvin Ridley, last year... Great pick. He is fantastic. I I saw him last year. He he was a rookie. 
Was it? What, yeah. I think it was his sophomore year. Sophomore last year. year. I, no, I thought it was his rookie year. Was it? I think so. No, 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 no. Because two years ago was his rookie year. Last okay, year was so his sophomore, sophomore year. Yeah. The number, a solid number two guy oh, in Atlanta. The, the uh, guy broke out last year. He got 10, 10 touchdowns last yeah. year in his sophomore year. I was sold on him, and I had no idea he was going to drop to me. Yeah. By the time my fifth pick came around, I'm like, I saw Ridley on the board. Sold. Take him. Done deal. 100% done beautiful, deal. Beautiful, beautiful pick at fifth, because I almost picked him at fourth. So. I saw his name, put it on the board, You're walked good. away. And then about a... What about another, five another, picks later? Another, almost it was like nine picks round later. After. Yeah. My younger brother, Travis... Which is the best part of this whole story. Yeah. Yep. The best part of this My whole story. My younger brother, Travis, put Ridley under his name, and I'm like, I thought I picked him. And then I get closer, and I see Calvin Ridley under his name. And I go back and look at my pick, <laughs> and it's not the correct Ridley that I had originally chosen. So you did yeah. not read. You just saw Ridley. I just saw Ridley, it. and I was sold. I did not know there were two Ridleys. So None of us did, honestly. I'm not going to lie to you. The look on his face. Travis's? Yeah. As he was like... It was as if a natural disaster struck and completely wiped out his house. Travis's? Or no, Matt's. Matt, oh, right here. I was going to say, Travis looked like he struck gold. Travis he was, did... You know what? He oh. walked up there picking a different person. Yes. And looking through the wide receivers, he found Calvin Ridley. You know what the funny thing was? Is I bet when he saw Calvin Ridley, he was like, this guy. Probably <laughs> turned around and looked at Matt and was like... Uh, yeah. yeah, if he was a good little brother, he would have told you about a- it. A- yep. After he had chosen Calvin Ridley, he came up to me and he's like, I'm sorry. Like, he was genuinely <laughs> yeah. like, apologetic. I'm Yo, like, blood in the water, dog. It's my own fucking yep. fault. I didn't read the names. Yep. That was probably the highlight of Work that I, angle. I was genuinely heartbroken. Work that angle for the a spirit, trade later this season. The spirit of Nick survives. Boom. If but, only he would have been in. If only if it would have happened in the twelfth spot. Where and here was. you are dogging me for picking Russell Wilson in the eighth. Hell yeah, I am. Oh my! God. I was fairly confident in my first four picks. I can't see the rest of your you picks. Know. They're not. They're, well, honestly, my draft. I kind of reached a lot, but I felt good about it, so it doesn't matter. Uh, just just so everybody in the league knows, weeks seven through ten, Dustin will just be opening up for free wins. If anybody would like to stop by, because <laughs> half of his team is on a bye week. <laughs> Two players, twice. That's it. I'm pretty sure the, those players are in the fifth round or better. And it's really going to hurt. All of them are in the fifth yeah. round or better. <laughs> As a matter of fact, some of the garbage that I picked, I have only picked because they had a different yeah. bye week on there. So, yeah. overall, over everybody in the draft, who do you think had the best draft? That's the thing. I wish we brought the draft board because, I mean... I'm going to sit here and think, uh, yeah. I, I think Chicken Parm had a really good one. I hate to say it, but I honestly think Big Mark Big got, Mark crushed got it the for steals sure. of the He deck. got Patrick Mahomes He got a lot of nice picks. He had he got, picks. Well, he, yeah, because he ended up with Saquon Barkley first. Well, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to blame Blandon, or Brandon, Brandon. Brandon and Jared for letting Big Mark get Zach Ertz and Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I mean, he had first pick. Room. He jumped into positions. He Mike. he opened up first pick on most positions. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah, and he got the Bears defense. Yeah, yeah. He he, he cracked quarterback. Uh, yeah. Okay, tight end. He got the second one. Fine. Great though. 
Uh, he cracked defenses late. I was yeah. genuinely he started upset. off obviously cracking running back open. I mean, yeah. his backup quarterback, his backup quarterback yeah. is Derek Carr, and he's supposed his, to. His receivers are basically off the yeah. waiver wire, but the rest of his team is a brick. Well, he's yeah. got yeah. yeah. He doesn't have to change any. How did Zach Ertz the ball to round five? That's what I'm no. saying. How? Is that I solely blame Jared and Brandon. Absolutely. Yeah, because as it came back around to them, like. I, I ended up going Travis Kelsey in the second. Right. Came back around to them. Brandon got Kittle in the second. Well, yeah. No, second or third. Yeah, Kittle went before Ertz. Yeah. Well, when you Which have surprising. When you have a player like Kels, I mean, okay, this is one you have to take within the first round and a half. Yeah, trust me. I know that but, was a little bit of a reach, even though I was at the turnaround. It was, it, no, that was a perfectly acceptable but, pick. I expected pick. the pick. Yeah. But the second, third, and fourth tight end might as well be the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then after you get through those three, then every tight end is basically the same. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I did pick OJ Howard before Zach Ertz. It's kind of yeah. tough to crack that second tight end and be the, and be that one. So I mean, the pick is the pick there is okay, but it also it, it fills a very solid slot in a, in a team that cracks several, yeah. and you have yeah. number one this, number one that, number one that. Dustin, you do got It'll a lot work of out strategy. You do got a lot of number two guys on your team. Well, I got a lot of number one guys on my team, too. Yeah. Darius Geis. Darius Geis will probably end up being the number one guy. They drafted him for that So when you say he will end up being the number one guy, it means he's the number two guy now? Uh, It means that they don't have a number one guy. Their number one guy is like 60. Adrian Peterson, he's still got gas in the tank. He does, does. but he's, he's about to hand over the... The, the baton, if you will. That's they drafted Darius guys for healthy. that reason. He has been in the league one year and got injured one time. You picked he, Delvin Cook. Okay. Delvin Cook is two years removed from his ACL tear. I've watched How numerous podcasts on YouTube. The guy is set for a breakout year. What's your and favorite I, podcast? I am else? completely sold on him. However... Just for insurance purposes, I did draft Alexander Madison in the 10th round. His backup. In case. Yes. Not bad. Not, Not bad. bad. I feel, to be honest, did I... you send me that? The picture of the did board. you text me that? Yeah. Um, I feel pretty good about... I mean, I have the, my late round pick in Peyton Barber. Or yeah. mid round pick. Uh, I feel like he's going to do pretty well. He's going to be the bell cow. He's not going to be on the on the... The, Top 12, but... No, but he'll still get touchdowns. Yeah. He's a battering man, so I feel good about that one. He's a oh, starter. of course. Darius Geis, I feel like, will be the number one guy. Um, it was either him or I'd take a chance on one of the... Uh, I, sh- I sh- probably should have... I was going to pick Delvin Cook in the second round. Were you? I really was. Hmm. Apparently, I'm not the only one that has faith in him. Yeah. No, I do. And it's partially because I am a hopeless Florida State fan. So who did you go with instead? I went with um, Michael Thomas. That's right. You wanted to have the same bye week for your first two guys. I didn't think about it until it was already done. But I should have done tricky. Yep. But how do you pass him up? Yeah. See, my thing was, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I like a little bit different players than you. But I could have gone Nick Chubb, Odell Beckham Jr. That was too many Bears. I just like to say, or too many Browns. With all my numerous uh, YouTube research podcasts. I was sold on Nick Chubb originally. Like, I was all about that Chubb life. I'm surprised he didn't and go somewhere in the first. Devontae Adams fell to me, and I'm just like, I cannot Dude, let him slip. that was a huge 
that was a huge thing. I was listening to a fantasy pro. I've been listening to a lot of fantasy talk radio on Sirius XM. Yeah. And everyone was like, I don't understand how Nick Chubb's value is rising so fast and James Conner is falling so far. Yep. Because the thing is, is the offensive. It, the one thing that the Le'Veon Bell situation in um, Pittsburgh last year proved. What? Is that it's not so much the running back as much as it was the offensive line. Um, the, the it, it's not so much the running back as much as it was the offensive line because that offensive line, every running back that that was behind there, even the young like the guys who only got like one or two. Jalen Samuel was perfect. He could make carries. They were doing yeah. like eight yards a game. Yeah, eight oh. yards a carry. I mean, I don't know if that was a full average, but it was a lot. My previous two years, I've made. I have made it to the playoffs via the waiver wire. What? Ava Kamara and James Conner. James like, Conner was picked what? Fifth overall? Fifth overall? Yeah, by Travis. Yeah. And then David got David Johnson. Yep. I, I'll tell you, Chicken Parm, your, your Ezekiel Elliott pick still scares me. <laughs> I. That's, all right, what, what scares you about, about Zeke? What is he supposed just, to do, though? Just the fact that, yes... From Dustin's point that he continues to point out, obviously both sides of the negotiation want him on the field. Zeke wants to make more money, and the Cowboys want a great fucking running back. Obviously. But the Cowboys are like, hey, do you want to be the second highest paid running back in the league? And he's like, no. Fuck you, I don't. Well, okay. But no, if no, no, the no, second hold highest on, paid on, running back on. in the league was anybody but Todd Gurley... Who has knee problems? He's gonna be. You're gonna look at that guy and be like, "I need to be paid more than that." Guy. But that's the thing, though. Say Le'Veon Bell got a contract that was one dollar higher than Todd Gurley. We're talking about. But you're a not team. thinking about this as a negotiator. When you come down to it, it's 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 a negotiation and it's people. And there's a yeah. there's there's a deadline here where Todd or Ezekiel yeah. will start to lose money if he doesn't play. Yep. And right now he's saying, "I don't want to be the second highest paid player. I want to be the highest paid player." Yeah. And he's trying to use what leverage he has, but it, honestly, at the end of the day, you know, the offer's on the table. Nobody's yeah. gonna. It's it's not a sign it today or else it's gone deal. It's uh, you know, it could be the day before uh, the regular season starts, and Zeke will just say, you know what? Um, all right, I guess I lose this negotiation. I'll find. I'll settle for being the second highest paid running back. I'm pretty sure that's how it's gonna go. But even if that's not how it goes, and everybody drafting absolutely needs to do this if you're picking up Ezekiel Elliott. You have to handcuff him late. Grab Pollard. I'll tell you, you grabbed him right before I did. And, and I will, I will actually it. second that. I yeah. had plans yeah. to grab Pollard, but that was... That is the only reason I knew he had a sticker in that draft kit, is because I was going to pick him <laughs> right around the time when you did. Right and when like, I was writing him in, you were dreaming The 9th or 10th, I was like, <laughs> who's he writing? While we're... No! Why? <laughs> while we're still on the subject, I have to point out something. Marky picked Ezekiel Elliott a few years ago in the first round while he was facing that six-game suspension. Uh, yes. Which he it was eventually the second did. Round. Second round, second I'm sorry. Round. In the yep. second round. Which and he eventually then, did. And while Zeke played, he didn't play the whole season, which I don't think he's actually played. He had a six-game suspension. Yeah. Um, he still got Marky in a good enough position to make the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. I think he was Absolutely. still at... So even if, even if he does not make it to the second week, even yeah. if he sits out one or two games... Before he gets his contract, I still think he's worth the, the fourth overall pick. And what you just said is the reason I picked the Giants defense for week one. If you pick, if he signs before week one, are you going to drop the Giants defense? Almost, yes. Yes, absolutely. That's what I was really wondering because you were really fighting me on this and I didn't Dude, know what you were going to do. I don't 
want to have to draft an entire startable team at the draft. What I'm thinking is... I'm we have an entire a... week that I can add and drop players. Exactly. My thing is, I'm trying to pick a defense so I don't have to worry about it except for one week. See, and I guess we look for different things when it comes to a defense, but... It's just me, like a kicker. I, I draft a kicker so I... A good enough kicker to where I don't have to worry about it except for one week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, okay with me. Honestly, I draft a good enough kicker that it fills my roster slot that I have to fill in the very last round with the very last pick without really caring who it is. Thanks, Drew. <laughs> it's about uh, it's about matchups. Yeah. Yes. Kickers and defense are the more Elliot. You are you are the king of the kickers over there. You last stopped. year you I, were secretly elated when we decided to keep kickers because you're like Greg the leg is last, like didn't you get a Greg Zerline tattoo in your upper thigh? Yeah. Last year I grabbed Zeg Zerline. I forget what pick it was, but I he was the first kicker off the board. I was so hype on him. I think you got him in still like and the eighth. The guy won me. I'm Four weeks. Like, literally, yeah. he won me the weeks. Like, hands down, I would have lost if I didn't have him. Yep. So I am grateful for him. However, Travis scooped him up before I had the chance, and, you know, props to him. You know, I think we need to go back for a moment to what a, a kicker's tattoo on an upper thigh would look like. Is that just getting kicked in the balls? Is that what that is? <laughs> <laughs> just put it on the left thigh, just kicking right into the beanbag. He actually put Greg the leg, and it um, points towards his member. <laughs> Yeah. And I know we were, we were talking line. about we were talking about questionable picks, uh, and we talked a little bit about Ezekiel Elliott and holdouts. But there's another uh, red flag holdout pick at the end of the second round. Who ended up on the same team as another red flag pick? Uh, big, right after him, Big Mark took Damian Williams. The end of the second. Well, so we're round. thinking about two different people, but good point. Yeah, where is he on a contract dispute? He could be. He's he's holding out, but he yep. could be holding out all year. He, there's no incentive yep. for the team to give him a better deal right now. Hence, why I felt it was such a steal when I got Damian Harris. Yeah, I I know not Damian Harris. I'm sorry. Who was that? I did another draft. I loved Damian Williams. I took him in round like eight. Darwin Thompson. <laughs> eight. Darwin Damian Thompson. Harris. Hey, you get him. I was going to say I, nobody that's else wanted him on the team. And I said, I okay, this is great. Really, maybe he belongs somewhere between four and six. I, I think we're confusing it because Damian Harris is the pet. Or the Patriots rookie that they just got. Darwin Darwin Thompson is the Kansas City yes. backup to Damian Williams. Damian Williams is battling an injury right now. Darwin Thompson is the guy to earn. Yeah. I was just reading something on my way to the draft because I was like, who am I going to pick up? I have a feeling I'm going to get two receivers in the first and second round. Who am I going to pick up to subsidize in the late round? And I was looking at Darwin Thompson, and I spoke too soon, and right in the round I was going to get him, I was picking right after Drew... And he picked him up just before me, and I was like, Fuck. But see, now that is, I, I hate to bring it up again, but that just, for me, that shows place to how bad of a pick Russell Wilson was. Because you could have picked Darwin, Darwin Thompson. Thompson. projected to go in the 10th. That's what I was planning on doing at around then. No, no, you just, in the same breath, you just said you were going to pick Darwin Thompson right after I did. Yeah. You picked Russell Wilson. You picked Russell Wilson. I picked Darwin Thompson. You picked Geronimo Allison. You could have flipped Geronimo Allison, or you could have had Geronimo Allison later and gone Darwin Thompson, Russell Wilson. That's all I'm saying. I think mean, you're you're right in that aspect. I just saw. That's all. I didn't think that he was going to get drafted that early. Yeah. He's been projected in the tenth round or later. So that's why I'm like. Uh, that's why I thought I had time. 
And I'm pretty sure not very many other people knew about Darwin Thompson. I've done so much research. I, I'm, I'm honestly embarrassed, but I started my sure. research in March before, e- before the NFL draft even started. Morgan, how oh, many, how you many don't many have to tell me. I was with you. How many mocks is this guy doing since March? Have you walked into the bathroom with his dick in his hand? She always sees me watching hand. YouTube okay. podcasts. Uh, no, his hand. His dick in his hand. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. While he's... While he's uh, I he's was like, completely oh sold on Darwin Dawson. Zeke slipped to me. Yep. Zeke slipped to me. Ah! <laughs> I'm embarrassed by how many uh, mock drafts and YouTube podcasts I've done since March. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. We've, we've all been there with you. Trust me. How, Trust when me. did you chicken parm? When did you decide to... Do fantasy football this year. Um, so that was when a, a buddy of mine uh, back up in Massachusetts uh, decided to invite me into into his league. It was maybe a week before uh, you re-invited me back into this league. So it hasn't been that long. It was maybe, so what, a month ago? the crazy part is you literally started doing research a month ago. No. No, that's a total lie. I started doing research like four days ago. No, no. Uh, I lied. Three days ago. Fuck you. <laughs> nice. See? And you're still going to fucking rake Dustin over the coals here. I hope so. You know, yeah. guys gonna make it you playoffs. talk a lot of shit, but if I, if I, like the last time you talked this much shit, I actually went undefeated against you, but didn't make the playoffs. Oh, but, oh, I did make the playoffs. That's why it didn't bother me. Yeah, because you won. <laughs> I had to hand you money from everyone else. Yep, yep, yep. And Chicken Parm got second place that year, I think. Didn't you beat Chicken Parm in the championship? No, not, not the championship. No, it was Big Marky, didn't it? Wasn't it was... It was Big Mark, and then unfortunately one, one year, I had to shut your dad down. I had to shut down Pops the one year he made it to the playoffs. Why do you gotta bring that up? I thought we were talking about it. I'm sorry. Was that the okay. year that Pops Next topic. Mahomes? Next topic. Yeah, Pops got Mahomes and Todd Gurley that Dude, year. Dude, man. How, how did he miss that? I don't know. I think, I think they both just kind of slowed down a little bit. Well, I know but, Todd Gurley slowed down towards the end of the playoffs. So let's 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 just look at this. This is from what Chicken Parm was talking about. The two people, three people that this this team is just like dead from the get go. Antonio Brown in the second round, Melvin Gordon in the third, T. Y. Hilton in the fourth. T. Y. Hilton is not. T. Y. Hilton's going to be fine. You think? I don't know. With like Kobe Brissett. Without yeah. Andrew Luck, I, I don't see T.Y. Hilton. No, I don't think he'll be as productive. I would pick him in the sixth. But it's still not a wash to not have him. He's the number one receiver on that team. Absolutely. And it's not like the team's going to give up and not play. T.Y. Hilton is the number one target, yeah. and you feed that guy the ball. He is a threat on the field. But let's just but look at what Jacoby Brissett did the with him worst, last year. The worst, Jacoby Brissett, actually, for quarterbacks that played in tough situations, he was traded to... The Colts. Yeah. So he didn't even start the season with the Colts. He had to learn the offense, and he wasn't enamored in the offense. He was traded. He was Tom Brady's backup. So you're saying they just have much more confidence in him this year? Yeah, he's been in the system for two, almost two years now. So he's got a rapport with the players. So I don't think it's a. I don't think that. I think the worst part about that is Melvin Gordon. I say Melvin Gordon and Antonio Brown because it just um, came out again today. Antonio Brown lost his. Yeah, but he said he's going to play. He's, even if he loses, he's going to play. And he made that clear. I'm just saying, I think he's in the same boat as Le'Veon Bell, where he's like, I don't have to play if I don't want to. 
I think it's going to But he hasn't said he's going to He's going to play. You know, even, even with a helmet he doesn't really love, he's already said he's going to play. The preseason, he'll bitch and moan and whine, but yeah. he's, he's going to play. No, he, even if he was playing, he wouldn't play in this next preseason game either. So, mm-hmm. If I was him, I'd be more, you know, upset about the Raiders' outfit. Yeah, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, they... Or the fact that he bought a house in California just to move it to Las Vegas next year. Oh no, living in Vegas, that has to suck. Oh, I know, right? Jeez, uh, <laughs> making millions of dollars a year. <laughs> it's better than him getting all pissed off, throwing things out of his Miami apartment, hitting babies. That did happen, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, it did. Didn't he throw a microwave out the window or something? Something like that. Jeez, oh, it was a and TV. He, he threw a TV out a window, I think. Threw a few things out the can window talk, at that can place. We, can we find out what, Livia, or, uh, what Antonio Brown threw out a window and almost hit a kid? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't figure that out. Apparently the kid was just uh, really shaken up and... Was that just traumatized? Yeah, he, by he needed a lot of money to fix his problem. Getting hit by the most highest paid receiver in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> He's not I'd, anymore. I'd be traumatized too to the key of two million dollars. Yeah, what's that? Michael Thomas, you signed a hundred million dollar contract, but you accidentally sent a rock from the wheel of your car into my head. Oh, that's gonna cost you. God. Not 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 quite as traumatizing as that poor special teams player who got you know Antonio Brown's boot in the face the other year. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or how about as traumatized as that kick returner? That guy's what reparations did they give that guy? <laughs> My God! Uh, what about the uh, the the kicker? I think it was the the Falcons kicker, who literally like freaking rock bottom some guy on a kick return last oh, year. That was oh, yes. actually so fucking and interesting. Then, and Matt Bosher, former yeah. Hurricanes, <laughs> yeah. Kicker. Oh, speaking of that, rocked into we somebody. Didn't even talk about Hold on. Well, first of all, I was just going to say oh, yeah, that guy. Like, Matt Bosher got tested for PEDs right after he did that. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. They were like, there's no way a kicker puts someone down kicker like that. Kicker suplex. Bring him in. It's Bring him about, in for blood it's all tests. About the, it's all about the level of defense. One thing I quickly want to mention while we're on the subject of football, but not the same thing. What? We live in Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. Last night there was a game in Orlando. That's right. The University of Miami, the Hurricanes, played the University, the University of Florida. Of Florida. And, First, and most exciting... Start of the college football season, and sitting opposite of us is a University of Miami graduate in kicking chicken parm, and a long time, and I use this word very loosely, fan of the Florida Gators. And and I gotta say, just just out out the gate, what was really, really funny after we were just talking about with Matt Bosher, there was another kicker suplex in that game from a Hurricanes kicker. Really? Yeah, there was. Yes. It was pretty incredible. I don't know if you saw this, but I think the total number of sacks in that game against that poor Miami quarterback was, what, nine? Oh, oh yeah, he was eating dirt all night. Uh, My opinion, MVP for the Gators was uh, the Miami Hurricanes offensive line. But yeah. I just want to point out that Miami's, even though he was sacked nine times, yeah. the, the Miami Miami completely stayed in the game until seven seconds left. Yeah. As a quarterback, no, as a quarterback, I, I feel like uh, this kid Williams for, for Miami, really good quarterback. He was accurate with his throws, oh. but he was too scared to get rid of the ball when it had to be gotten rid of. He, he held it forever, um, despite knowing that Florida was blitzing Every down. And every, getting to like, Every down. I don't down. understand. They should have just... While yeah. the guy was blitzing, they should have slipped the running back up the middle, like they were doing successfully, yeah. and just dumped it off to let him get five, six yards in every yeah. play. And the offensive play calling for Miami was equally bad. I mean, they were in the third quarter of the game, um, you know, basically having having the quarterback right under center, 
well, you know, they're doing three-man rushes and getting through five-man defense. Yeah. Um, you have to back up the quarterback there to give him a little bit of extra time to get rid of the ball. And Miami was not doing it. Yep. Um, so it, it was just sack after sack after sack. But you can't try to run play action when you're getting sacked every play. How great was it seeing the turnover chain come out like five times? You know, I love Miami. Um the turnover chain uh, was, was a cool idea when it first came up because it, it, it really hypes up those defensive players. When they, you know, when they do something good, they get to celebrate, and it's a, it's a little bit of a symbol. And then I, I feel like that helps them get more and more turnovers. Um, this year we've added even more jewelry with the, the touchdown rings. Yeah, the touchdown rings. It says yeah. touchdown. Gee, uh, honestly, I'm not mad. At Miami for doing this because Florida State had the turnover backpack. Yeah, yeah, sure. Stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. When it comes to as a Florida these, State fan, these symbols in in Miami, we we definitely have a, a this symbol of being thug you, let's say. Yeah. Um, and That's there's for sure. there's good in that where where it really hypes some of the players up, but there's a downside of that too where it feels like they're replacing coaching with jewelry in some cases. Um, and there is definitely, and you can see it, a complete lack of discipline. Um, not wrapping up on tackles. You can see it. There were, uh, I think, three or four delay of game penalties and 100%. an illegal substitution uh, on offense. Yeah. You have an incredible breakdown of being on the same page, um, which really led to a lot of mistakes. i got to point something out here. For a guy who wanted nothing to do with this microphone, you are a shoe-in at this. Yeah. You're pretty good at it. She's snapping for you. Get some jazz snaps in the back. Thanks for the snaps. Yeah, no, I think. Uh, I totally agree, though. I feel like, um, from a Florida State fan standpoint, I can't wait for both of these games on the calendar because it's going to be awesome. Um, but I will say that Miami was the better team. They just could not. They could not capitalize when they needed to. In the offensive line, if had the offensive line just been maybe five, six percent better. They would have put up 60 points. I yeah. will agree with that. I was, uh, unfortunately, I was working that night, but the game was still broadcasting where I was working, so I was catching, you know, clips here and there. Florida, honestly, did not deserve to win that game. Felipe Miami Franks. was the better team overall. They just, you know, made mistakes here and Florida there. Florida got it when they needed and to. Florida was able yeah. to take advantage. You know what? I'm um, not, as a Miami fan, I'm not sure Miami was the better team, to be honest. I really thought... Florida was the better playing team simply because of the the absolute dominance on defense. Um, Miami, simply, if you even look at that last drive, um, all right, it, pass interference calls and very, very good pass interference calls, obvious pass interference, but getting two of those in the same drive on key third downs, I mean, oh how, many, how many times can you have an attempt to move the ball 10 yards? What do they get? Uh, maybe 12 different tries to move 10 yards and they couldn't without a penalty. Yep. Um, the dominance of the Florida defense was clearly there. In addition to the nine sacks, <laughs> not being able to allow catches uh, when you're blitzing every play. Um, you yeah, know, very few shut down. Very, very few breakout runs, although one or two did happen. I mean, on both sides of the ball. So I think the difference, I the difference like the between the defenses, was there. though, yeah. Was that your defense capitalized? The Miami defense capitalized way more than Florida did. Florida capitalized more on turnovers than Miami. Miami had two early turnovers based on Florida just getting butterfingers and not taking handoffs properly, um, but failed to get any points off of them. Uh, when Miami turned the ball over, Florida marched right down the field for a touchdown real fast. 
Florida also made some really gutsy fourth down plays. That freaking yes, and converted basically all of them. The, <laughs> the the that punter just booking it. Yeah. And he made it by like three yards for that fake punt was fucking incredible. I saw that. I don't like either team. I was rooting for the Miami side of the ball because Florida can recover because they're tough. Their schedule's tough. Yeah. So if they win out, they're gonna lose one more game against Florida State, and then they'll still recover and, and maintain their top ten status. Miami, on the other hand, has a tougher time recovering because they don't play in the SEC. So they gotta get. They could lose one more game to Florida State, and then they might not. They might be just outside of the top ten, and that's where the difference lies. When I wanted, as a Florida State fan, to see which team would win. I you wanted to see them in that I wanted to see a really good game, which I did see, but I wanted to see a really good game with Miami on top, and then the field implodes on itself, <laughs> and both teams. Yeah, we're just gonna stop you there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. I don't want to hear what you want after my team. Before we get into any I'm kind satisfied. of terroristy threats over no, here, no, never, <laughs> never. I'm satisfied with the performance of Miami. I mean, they're a young team. Um, new head coach who's never head coach before. He was a defensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, so I'm okay. I am okay with what I saw. And I think the, this young quarterback uh, in, in Williams, redshirt freshman, has a lot of things that he can do to improve that he will do. And I think maybe late this year, next year, you'll start to see Miami being a, a potentially a real threat again. Now, I have a question for you before we segue into anything else. Um, the ACC Network just launched. And I see that, that if you watch the game on that particular simulcast, which is 612 on DirecTV for the next time you watch a game, they do this during the national championship. Quit um, plugging them. I can't help it. <laughs> they do this during the national... We shit on them last time. I'm just trying to give them something good to go by. Fuck them. Um, during the national championship, they did a thing where um, on ESPN they showed the game. and ABC they showed the game. On ESPN2... They showed the game with a series of very good college football coaches okay. breaking down every play in between plays. Really? And they called it the coaches cast. And some people hate it. Most of the people I talk about hate it. I can't find it more interesting because they literally will pause it and he's like, okay, see this here? This defense missed here or the offense missed its mark here. Or if he would have yeah. just turned a quarter to the left in his quarterback vision, he would have been able to nab this. I personally find that ridiculously interesting. Because you're a, you're getting the full game, and uh, b, one time when uh, the college football playoffs did the back-to-back games, when uh, back-to-back overtime games. Yeah. And there was like five-minute break between two games. Brett Bielema was like, "Yo, since we didn't get a break, uh, anybody gonna eat this fruit in the middle of the table?" <laughs> and then they ordered him a bunch of pizzas. So you see them breaking down food, shoving yeah. dominoes down their mouth. Yep. Yeah, but makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. I actually like last night in the ACC simulcast, uh, or the coach cast. I mean, they had Mark Richt, who just stepped down as the head coach of Miami after what two years. Um, he stepped down, but he was there, and he was rooting on the game as if he was on the sideline and just seeing the energy that he had for his team because he played there and briefly coached there. I thought that was awesome, and you get like a coach's breakdown of it. You get to kind of see what they're seeing as they're as the game's unfolding. Is that something that does interest you or am I the only one? I mean I think I think you might be the only one there. For me, I, I'm not really sure 
about Mark, but I, I feel like he probably had reasons for stepping down aside from just having two losing well, seasons. But Mark Rick decide. I'm just talking about the coaches' opinions on different different coaches' opinions on different plays and seeing how it breaks down and correlates to the play. Because you see, like, oh yeah, we run this. This is what we ran against Duke, and you know, and uh, back in September, you do this, 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 and this. And if they don't cover this, then this is how this happens. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. a break. You kind of see in the mind of a football coach. You see the mathematics that goes on during every play. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess sure. Like you know, if it's plays that they went over with the team and, and plays that they they see that they orchestrated executed well on the field, you know, from previous years. Yeah, okay, sure, there'll, there'll be a little bit of pride there, you know. The kids have learned something. Uh, yeah. Uh, something yeah. Like sure. Absolutely. I, I just didn't know if I was the only one who found that interesting. No, no, I definitely think that's very interesting, that to see the plays broken down on that kind of a... Like, if they did that for the NFL? Absolutely. Could you imagine if when, Bell, Bell, when Bill Belichick retires, and he's doing a coach's simulcast... I mean, the Super Bowl, and he's just like, oh, yeah, well, this dumbass right here. I believe it'll kind of be the same thing as what Tony Romo just ended up doing. Tony Romo is... How he went in and play for play pretty much called the Super Bowl. I think this guy picked Tony happening. Romo his last year as a quarterback, too, didn't he? Yeah. Right before the DAC over. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's, he's definitely my favorite now. If, if I'm watching football, you know, if I go to a bar to watch football or whatever, I... I don't care if I hear the football announcers. Uh, you know, I don't want to hear now. Here's a guy. You know, fifty thousand times a game. But if Tony Romo is there, you know, he actually has some real insight. No, it's, it's really, incredible. it's really. Good. Yeah, it's like, dude, watch this. He's gonna throw it to the tight end right here on a flank and get a touchdown. Yeah. Boom, and that's exactly. <laughs> but what that's happens. what I'm saying is that's what was so interesting. Yeah. So to be able to see them break it down with a one, I think it's extremely interesting how they can now create that. 3D picture oh, it's of so the good. field with the like four flying cameras that they have. It's great. The eight cameras mounted around the field. They can basically they freeze frame, cam. do the matrix flying cam. cam in between the players, yeah. and show you every angle where something happened. So to see coaches break it down that way, it's genius. It's so fucking interesting, and I've half watched. that is the insight that, that gives us for fantasy football that we I, love to play. I watch that shit all the time. Still yeah. can't get better at Madden. I know. What the <laughs> fuck, man? It's destined to suck. I know. You trying to get in the game? Trying to pass the sticks? Oh, man. Hey, I mean, I love that the last game I played you in, you threw like six interceptions, and I don't want to like erase that off the record, so uh, I'm just yeah, keeping okay. that. Okay, I just want to put that up there. Yes, the last game I played against Drew, I threw six interceptions. On the night I got engaged, I also lost by one point and then went in my room, vomited profusely, and the next day woke up in three different rooms at the same time. Feet in the bathroom, torso in the hallway, head in my closet. This is what happens if you drink and play football. Dustin, the closet is not a room. That, well, the size of my closet is. I can see your room behind that wall. It is, your closet cannot be that big. Go look. Yeah? Yeah. Alright. Have fun. You can fit a bed in there. There's a twin size mattress. I'll give you a measuring tape. If you could fit a mattress in there, it's a room. Wait, you got a little Murphy bed, folds down, and just takes up the closet? I should. I've always wanted a Murphy bed. Listen, Drew, he knows better than anyone. Ashley sends him there every other night. (laughs) That's it, you know? It's Beth and Ashley that share the bed. He gets the closet now. Yeah. It's not completely inaccurate. The sad part is you're happier there. Just so everyone knows, Beth and Ashley are twin sisters. 
All right. Yeah, yeah. There's, I know we joke about polygamy, but that's not what's going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beth and Ashley are twin sisters. They uh, they happen to live in the same household, and I have a really comfy bed. So sometimes she takes my spot. Yeah, you always tell me all the time how the feet can go up. Boom. Yeah. These couches are pretty comfy. I'm not gonna lie. You passed out on this couch before, haven't you? Uh, not. I don't believe so. Chicken Parms passed out on the couch. I think. Not that I remember, but that doesn't mean I didn't. Oh man, these couches are the best. I will. If I'm sitting on that chair, which is ridiculously comfy in its own right, yeah. Morgan, 10 out of 10? 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. If I'm sitting in that chair, I could still play a video game intently and do well. If I'm sitting on this couch and I'm really into the game and about eight minutes after something good is about to happen, I start passing right out. It happens every single time. So a good couch is both good and bad. Emil, our, uh, one of our roommates, he will sit down to watch a show or a movie and he's really excited about it and he ends up falling asleep within 10 yeah. minutes every single time without fail. He's like, dude, we're going to watch this? We're going to watch the Grand Tour tonight, right? Yeah. Yep. Knocked out. Every time. Every single time. Great show, by the way. Anytime that we try to talk to him about it, he's like, yeah, you know, I saw the, I saw the beginning. I, I think that the was on the most recent episode, but oh no, I, I just didn't see it. I didn't see it. I saw the recent credits. Um, that's about it. Uh, but another thing, back to football. How about that? Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> Sorry, off camera. Um, how about that what? How about that Raiders Green Bay game? Oh, did you guys hear about this? It was it was in Winnipeg, and so, allegedly yes. the field was damaged, and Green Bay well, was refusing to play. Well, I, I I looked into it a little bit. Did a little bit of research. The it is a. CFL field. It's Canadian Football Field. Okay. Canadian Football League. So the field has the goalposts in a different area. Well, that's not which, okay for an NFL yeah, game. Which would be the end zone of an NFL game. Right. So they pulled the goalposts out, put in the little sod plug, whatever it is, to make it an even ground. And it sunk a little. And Green Bay was like, no. We are not playing any of our starters in this game yeah. unless you fix that. We are not risking any of them charging into the end zone, breaking an ankle or something, because we're playing in a stupid Canadian field so for true. the what National they, Football totally League. Agree. What did the National Football League do to accommodate? Oh, they just shortened it down to an 80-yard field. It was an 80-yard field that they played on. <laughs> they, the entire game. Oh, oh, by the way, no kickoffs. They no just kickoffs started at the 25-yard line. Every time. On an 80-yard so they, they basically yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. play football. You're, you're putting it together. Okay. You're putting, yeah, <laughs> it was a complete wipe of a just fucking pickup game. Wow. That's, yeah. that's really, like, it's not like they don't have two professional stadiums they could relocate to, like, very and, easily. And to show you how much of an afterthought it was, they just, the normal marker that starts the end zone, <laughs> that goes at the end of the, the 10 pylon. yard. The pylon. Yeah. The they pylon. Move the pylons well, up. The pylon that goes at the zero and the pylon at the end of the end zone, they took the one from the end of the end zone, put it at the 10-yard line. Well, They didn't move the one that's right at the front of the no. end zone. No. Wow. Genius. You ever see that the original South Park movie has a great song in it to just commemorate? Yeah. <laughs> What's the song? It How does does. It go? As a long-time South Park fan, I love this movie. I don't know what the song is. Yeah. Well, it's no. called Blame Canada. No, Blame, Blame Canada. Canada. We yep. love Canada. Just want to throw that out yeah. there. Yeah. They make well, Molson Canadian is my go-to shit beer. Labatt Blue's not awful, I guess. 
Hashtag free you're, healthcare. You're not helping them much. Hashtag free healthcare. Hashtag Crown Royal. Yes. Yeah. Being one of the only Canadian whiskeys I enjoy. You know what's fun? Since we're gonna we're gonna jump back onto the booze circuit. What's that? Canada has some of the cleanest uh, liquor and beer facilities in the world because they're all government mandated. Really? As whereas ours are not government mandated in the sense of we have to have the government check it out, and make sure it's okay. Yeah. Those are all government owned. Oh. Which is why. Um, sounds communist as hell. It really no, does. Well, That's the okay, first thing so I get. Yeah. How much would you guess a 24 pack of, let's say shit, say shit beer, Molson Canadian, or no, Labatt Blue, Labatt Blue. How much do you think a 24 pack of Labatt Blue, Labatt Blue cost in Canada? 17. 17 bucks? 10. Ten to twelve dollars. Ten to twelve bucks. I was gonna say fifteen, eighteen, somewhere around there. Can you Google search real quick? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to do this because you look really comfortable. Dustin has no plans. He's just diving into an argument that he doesn't know the other side of. No, I know What's the new? other side of this it's because I have a lot of friends in Canada. Canada for sure. It's not. No. It's not at all. It's the exact opposite. What? He's gonna tell you right now. What? I'm the pretty price sure. In Canada. A twenty-four pack of Labatt Blue in Canada is like thirty-four dollars. No way. Well, well, there's what happens when government runs something. Well, right. price is right that. No, well, that's I why they that. have free health care because liquor is so expensive. That's part of the oh, reason why. Oh, so you're saying that because the, the government charges it. people to get drunk and then get fucked up and hurt, and, then they can give them health care for free if they spend so much on beer. Fucking. Yeah. Because prostitution's legal over there. Yeah. And taxable. Yeah. Hey. Wait, what? Hey. Yeah. Prostitution. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Same thing in Vegas. Yeah. It's funny because I work at a Canadian company. So all the managers are like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Hey there, Prostitution's not legal in Vegas. Sorry, Outside buddy. of Vegas it is. Uh, in Las Vegas. No, in Nevada it is. In Las Vegas. No, you can still get a prostitute in Las Vegas. You can still get a prostitute in Vegas. It's just not legal. Yeah, you got uh, that one back in like it, January. In the, within, never, uh, last time I was in Vegas, I Within was the city, it's not legal. I, I thought that they like give you the cards law. under your door. Oh, I guess they, they could do. advertise for it. Yeah, they're yes. they're 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 funny. They're like trading cards that you, you know get. <laughs> but then you call them and they have to deliver a girl to your door. She knocks on your door. She says hi and then she leaves. Uh, yeah, <laughs> follow that's me. It. It's illegal outside of licensed brothels. Prostitution is illegal under state law in Clark County, which contains Las Vegas and its metro- metropolitan area. So it has to be in a brothel. So that's why they so like places like the Bunny Ranch. You can't go like somewhere convenient. You can't be convenient. For you, you. Basically, basically, you have to go to the Bunny Ranch. Yeah. Yep. Sure, but that's outside of Las Vegas. And Just, they don't tell you that that's like sixty-eight miles. Yeah. Next time, guest starring Lamar Road. <laughs> I think so. What's it saying for a rep? Special guest Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> yeah. This website that I'm on is saying that a 24 pack is forty dollars. I told Jesus. you this. Wow. The tax. Even a Canadian, that sucks. That's why do you sad. think they're? Well, never mind. I was about to say something. I'm giving it's you awful. Trouble. Anyways, in Canada, what they got? That's part of the reason why they have free health care. Sacrifices. Maybe that is. I wonder if tobacco products are that expensive up How there. How much do you think a keg costs? Oh, probably like four hundred dollars for shit. Yeah. Three fifty. Oh, for Labatt Blue. You know how much? Well, how can you possibly be happy if you live in Canada? Well, that's the thing. When you, <laughs> you when your liver eventually fails and yeah. your bank account is in the negative, the you government will take care of you. So you care. But here's the thing. Um, on what's the Dan Aykroyd? Dan Aykroyd um, is huge. He's like a kind of a leader in the alcohol industry in Canada. Because yep. he lives in Canada. Oh, I didn't know that. And they would do dock parties. He lives on a lake, so they would do dock parties where everybody would like make a drink and he would go from dock to dock to like drink the drink or whatever. Um, 
So he would make margaritas and stuff, and he wanted a local Canadian tequila, but they didn't have tequila. And the tequila that they did have wasn't good. Which is funny, because you know what vodka... Well, Dan Aykroyd made a vodka. You know which one it is? So this is the story. I'm I'm getting to that. Yeah. So he wanted a good tequila. Yeah, you're a couple thousand miles north of tequila. Yeah. So what he did was he called his buddy, who's the president of Patron, who he knows through racing. He's the president of Patron. Why did that take so long? To do? If your buddy is the president of Patron, you know you have an in. Right. He didn't think about it until this happened. So I guess that's what I'm saying. Why didn't he think he about it? He called him and said, let's do this. He ended up making a vodka, not a tequila, which yeah. was Crystal Skull Vodka. And it's the uh, cleanest made vodka in the world. Now, what? It has to be made in a government facility. Too bad nobody likes it. Yeah. Well, you know what? The thing is, they don't stock it because it's not convenient for bartenders. Well, interestingly enough, I believe it's made with creamed corn. I don't think that's true. Yeah. I could be wrong. I'm just saying, I'm pretty sure it's the one vodka that isn't... Well, maybe not... Well, maybe I'm wrong about creamed corn. I was going to say, creamed corn is not something you make vodka with. I feel like that's a process that's done well after the ability to make vodka. I feel like the corn's gone through a few stages in life. It's not a stage, Mom. It's a lifestyle. Uh, uh, damn. By the way, cigarettes are about $15 a pack. Canada. Peaches and cream. Peaches and cream. That's some serious see, syntax. You see, though? I'm just saying. Do you think that's worth Thank free health care? Because I knew cream was in there somewhere. But I was either well, going to say peaches or cream. Without corn. getting too political. I mean, people pay 500 dollars a month for health care, so I guess if you balance it against that, I mean... I'm not doing the math at the bottom of the bottle here. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we need to have you on regularly, because you're the voice of reason. There was no dogs harmed in the making of this podcast. But I, I gotta say, I, I probably do not spend $500 a month on uh, alcohol, and I don't think really anybody spends $500 a month on alcohol and cigarettes. So. I think the most you and I have ever spent on alcohol is what we're drinking right now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... We have to reduce our cost of materials in the whole brewing process somehow, but yeah, yeah but the whole brew prou- thing is kind of expensive. How proud are you of what you're holding right now? It's pretty fucking tasty. I, I've now switched, of course. I'm not going to lie, I've already refilled my glass. It is fantastic. The way you're Delicious. talking, it sounds like you're having a great time. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I've switched, of course, away from now the Sam Adams doing that IPA onto the uh, our homebrew double IPA, which is... i, I got to say, it's not bad. We're proud of it. I was, t- I was telling Dustin on our last episode that I've bought things that taste very similar to this. I've charged people, people out there. dollars for this. Yeah, there's people out there paying for stuff that tastes worse than this. I've charged people eight dollars for this. I'm just saying. It's possible. Her glass. So by the way, Matt, you owe us sixteen. Yeah. I'm, I'm just not sure. I'm- Fuck <laughs> you, <Bucky> guys. <laughs> I wouldn't be ready to call it a business venture by the time you factor in. Every cost that goes into it beyond materials, well, labor yeah, but, hours, and the having thing a, is, is our a facility methods. that can actually be approved aside from you know, our like brewing garage. methods. Our brewing methods are still a little archaic. A lot of You're so kind like, as uh, if we, as if we have a rhyme or reason to the do brewing you know process. What, do you know what makes this beer taste better? It it must be the lawnmower being next to the fermenter. That that's it. That's it. That's got to be yeah, it. Or really the garden hose water. What makes this yeah. What makes this beer taste so much well, better? Well, we use spring water. 
Yeah, yeah. The garden hose water was just for cooling. The, the, oh, the wart chiller. that never went into the beer. See, he didn't pay attention because he was too busy crushing the freaking thing with the wart chiller. Yeah. The, yeah, our yeah. stopper. That was all me. The that was all me. Okay. You're the one that was in charge of cleaning it. <laughs> you cleaned the chiller. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. I took over when somebody cut their hand. Who cut their hand? That was, was me. You? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was oh, I was going to say, you're the one that is mot- no, most notorious for cutting themselves. Mm-hmm. That has happened. I show into work and you're sitting here washing glasses with your elbows because you're like, no, my hands are all fucked up. Cut <laughs> so, my wrist and black eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wash these dishes tonight. <laughs> um, the big thing that makes this beer taste so good... Good job on the copyright. ...is the insane amount of freakout that Chicken and Parm and I... That Chicken Parm and I had to get these ingredients. Because we showed up fully expecting somebody to help us do this. Oh, I was there. And you always forget I was there. You were there? No, the rest my case. weren't there. I you rest are. my case. No, he wasn't there. <laughs> Some friend you are. We went into Rock Pit an hour after the brew store had closed, and we were like, hey, we need like three more supplies. No, that was the main. That was a different. That was a different day. Run. That was the, the main run the when we bought run. all the ingredients. So you guys just have absolutely no clue when this brew store is open. <laughs> no. <laughs> if y'all keep showing up outside of the times when representatives are there to help you. Alright, you walk into a bar and you say, I want to spend $200 and you don't have to do any service at all. They'll let you buy something from the brew store, believe me. <laughs> yeah, so we went in there and we were, Chicken Parm was about to punch me in the face because I could have swore I was right, but I wasn't. And we, he here, was here. like, I was like, don't worry, we could pull this up on our phone to get an ingredient to just make it happen. Everything we need is right here. The labels are here. We just need to find it. And after about 10 minutes of coaxing and getting him to be like, okay, fine. They can't get any worse. Let's just fucking do it. We did it. And I have to say that that's the best part about this beer. The end product is great. Dex. Yeah. yeah I think we, we cobbled it together with a lot of... I mean, we, we had a base recipe and we... Made a lot of substitutions, somewhat close substitutions. Then the brewing process. Um, it was you went completely rogue twice. I went very rogue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I said, well, it needs to be hoppier than planned. So we'll, you know, change the boil time. And then we, you know, overboiled the malts. But then we made a double instead of a regular New England IPA. And it's, uh, the airport's really nice. Actually. Hey, damn you know good. What? You know what? Shout out to Carlos, who we met at a party. Who you met at a party. Yes. And he sure. gave us the... Um, he was a guy that, uh, Katie's party I told you about, he was a guy that we met at a party, or that I've known for a while, but he just met him at a party, and he was telling us about this... Zombie deck. Not zombie deck. Zombie deck. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's another story for another, that's the Magic the Gathering episode that we know nothing about. Um, but zombie dick sounds like an awesomely terrible movie. Or, I saying, or a great beer. <laughs> zombie uh, dick is right up there with hostile butt plug for one of the best band names I've ever heard. Speaking of that, I got one more thing we're going to talk about before we end this, and you know what it is already. But Carlos turned us on to a great computer program. No, I was going to say, that is something, while you bring it up, I want to give Chicken Parm all the props on that, because he worked out the recipe, and essentially because brewing beer is almost like a chemistry project like baking well, you, where you have to be specific of when you add things how much you add well, not only that. you worked out all, everything in a computer program about the entire regimen for how to make that beer 
Yeah, it, which was based also on Dustin here, is uh, <laughs> getting the computer program and I actually memorizing it. what I had it was. Ready to run. This guy Carlos. The big That's thing the hard was, part. The big thing was is we were supposed to use distilled water, and we had spring. Water. Oh no 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 no! We're no. You don't use distilled water for brewing. That was. That's what I was told. We we use spring water, and that's the right thing. Okay. Right. So we used the spring water, and he was able to find the breakdown of all the chemicals that were in the water. And that was the real thing because once the computer, w the program was done calculating what was in the actual water, then we had a clear idea of what was going to come out. Well, and then it's like, okay, this recipe might fucking work. Almost the same way as the way that Richard was telling us that any now large breweries go ahead and they use a reverse osmosis machine. Yeah, they have the... Um, to suck out all the minerals from our water table and say if they're making a New England IPA, they, they put in the... Water, water table for New England. Exactly. And then you get to work with the same type of water with the same chemical composition and nutrients and minerals. It's, it's on a whole nother level and a whole nother level of equipment that, yeah. yeah. We're just yeah. We, don't have, we don't have that, but everything we make is strictly for We will be there. I want a quick shout out to Zephyr Hills for providing us <laughs> with just the best water we need to make us Zephyr great. Hills over Aquafina or any of that shit. My favorite In, meme right now is some dude crawling through the desert and he's like, water, water. Aquafina, and he throws it. Yeah. Water, yeah. water. Fuck Dasani. <laughs> Dasani, and, that's what it was. Yeah. And, and just so you guys know, Zephyr Hills. We're here in Florida. If this ever reaches outside of Florida, Florida or Zephyr Hills is right next to a nice little place called Plant City, which is where Dustin's from. Uh, it's actually, a wonderful nice. little city. <laughs> so allegedly, you, myself, and you live and are from Plant City. Yeah. But Plant City's an hour away. I fucking hate Plant City because I used to... Oh, play... your car broke down in no, Plant City. No, 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 I got this right. I used to play Little League Baseball, and we played a game in Plant City, and the rest fucking lost us the game because I dove and tagged a guy at second base, and we fucking... He called it uh, not a, as an out. Called I didn't safe. know you were an athlete. What? Look at those fingers. <laughs> Jesus, cry me. Dustin, I feel like you have an odd obsession with his fingers at this point. He grew like, into them. I'm just have you ever you know. put them in your mouth? No, but they've been that long <laughs> his entire life. I just feel like at one point, Matt would just be standing there and you'd be like... I just want to let you know, Matt's <laughs> fingers have been that long his entire life. He came out of the womb with those fingers. He spread the lips with those. Oh my god! And, Such a hater. And with that, I'm going to lead to uh, a segment that you didn't want to talk about last week, but we're going to do it right now. Jump in, dive in. How do you combat road rage in Florida? I don't know how, because every time that you tell me, hey, we're going to Tampa for a Buccaneers game, I say, okay, sure. I appreciate the free ticket that you're giving me, and I'd love to go with you guys. And then I show up at Jared's house, and I'm like, God fucking damn it, I'm never making this drive again. You know why? Because you Celebration. choose to leave at 4 o'clock. If you leave at 2, it's fine. we got a couple extra hours to hang out. That's a different story. How do you combat road rage in Florida? I would like you have. To what is your solution? On your, this is your solution. I wish I came up with this. Oh, On man. the right side of you. On your right side, as you're driving, and you drive with your left hand, my quiver, would, if you will. I was driving home late last night from a bartending ship from uh, the Disney area to the downtown Orlando area. There was a guy at my exit that pulled out in front of me, probably a good five, six feet from me. I was doing a good 60 miles an hour. I had to slam on my brakes. Brakes locked up. I had to slam my brakes, and this guy literally just pulled out to get around a single car 
and get around him, get back into the exit lane. Imagine this. And just imagine casually. This. Imagine this. Say you have a quiver, if you will. You know, like what you would put arrows in? Mm-hmm. But instead of arrows, dildos with suction cups. And you just launch one right out I the window at his car. And you if know, you get it on the roof of the hood, dildos at this guy's car. If you have a quiver of dildos. I would have thrown a do you whole... Think, how long do you think it would take us to completely combat road rage in Florida? So do you go head up or head down in the quiver? You want to go head up. Right? Yeah, you want to right. pull up. Because you get the whip with the suction cup Correct. on the bottom. Correct. And you don't want to you don't want to throw too high because if you get too much spin, you could miss. It's like throwing darts. You don't throw darts end over end. Speaking of darts, young Morgan here can clean the room. I guarantee you, I'll really? put her up against anyone in darts. She needs to come with us then. She had her own uh, rage or, road no, issue no, last no, night as well. Road rage issue? You've been drinking too much of our beer. No, no. She she texted me this whole story. She had a big road rage issue. Pink Maserati bitch. Really? Pink yeah. Mas- How bad do you wish you had a quiver of dicks to throw right at him? Uh, I'm just saying, if she cut you off and you whipped the biggest, blackest dildo she out of that whoa, whoa. fucking sat on it. I'm just saying, no, though, what you do as is, it bobbled off the side of her car as she drove away, you'd be like, <laughs> As it was okay, causing so okay. much dead, so much damage in dead. Or it just, like, as it, like, <laughs> flicked all the cars that she was passing. Do you know what, do you know what elevated this conversation? What? The, the, the word quiver? That, too. But it was, because <laughs> this isn't the first time we've talked about it. No, not at all. This is, like, the tenth time we've talked yeah. about it. But then that meme of somebody putting a suction cup dildo above a gymnasium exit sign yes. and then trying to <laughs> bat it down with that room. I'll tell you right now, that poor guy was a guidance counselor. <laughs> I can tell you now, by the way he grabbed the broom and the way he used one limp wrist to slap the dildo around, <laughs> goodness. Oh oh, High school guidance counselor defeated by a suction cup dildo. I'm just saying, now imagine... Could we defeat road rage? Could we defeat Dude, bad driving with suction cup dildos? I'm just saying because, like, I know that if I had that dick quiver next to me, I'd get out at a red light and just unicorn somebody's car right on the windshield. You got to do it just before the light turns green. Yeah. <laughs> Jump back in your car and scoot off so he can't find you. Or it's one of those where you basically just, you get them in that whole Catch-22 where you open their back passenger door. <laughs> So they have to get out to open it, and then you run around opening the other doors of their car as they close doors, and you're just like, nope, you're mine now. <laughs> well, when you're on I-4, when have you seen this In happen? any big sporting event, like, there brings out the worst drivers in Florida. Oh, well, yes. last night was that, that sporting event, because you had the two worst teams in I was, Florida playing. I was 20 so. minutes late for work yesterday. I should have taken your advice. I warned you. You did, but then they called me in early to work, and I was like, I was flustered, and I was like, okay, fine. I'll come in at 3.30. Were you quaffing your pubes? I was. Oh, man. You know, I trim them with a lighter. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder why your cats are so weird. <laughs> quick, quick note before we end. I don't actually trim them with a lighter. Dick, That's the quick Dick note. Dick Drew is a cat guy. He's a crazy cat lady. You had to throw that out just in case somebody thought you were being serious. I did. Drew here has three cats. Thank you. He's got three of them. Apparently, Heather and Jared. It was the most flooring fact they've ever heard about me that I have cats. Three of them. I love it. Yeah. Oh my god. I love them. How do you feel about cats, Matt? 
Not a big fan. I'm more of a dog person. Unfortunately, uh, the wife has two of them, one of which is not with us. She's living with her mother, but she still claims her. You could say that she's in a better I mean, place. I'd still claim my kids if they lived with their mom. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only way. <laughs> Wait, do you have kids? <laughs> later, later. That's, a, that's for our 20th episode. Yes, blaring that. Fix that in post. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I that's our like catchphrase. Fix that in a, post. That is our catchphrase. Fix when The first t shirts we get, it'll say fix it in post. Yeah. I'll fix it in post. But uh, this has been a pretty strong episode 10. I, I love feel it. pretty good about it. We finally got Matt on. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. I've been a longtime fan since episode one. Thanks for listening lie, since uh, episode one. I tried to do a game tonight. Yeah? Heather was... Or these guys went on about it because they said it was too ambitious. Pretentious. Because Heather... Pre- pretentious, I'm sorry. <laughs> Heather's like, I'm your number one fan. Absolutely not. Because I've I share since, I've listened since episode one. I thoroughly enjoy everything you guys put out. Thanks for I believe Matt's our number one fan. I say Matt's been there since day one, but Heather shares our posts. I mean, Heather didn't you know, share in the time that we're all spending together today because she chose to leave. She didn't choose. That was against her will. Jared also, makes those decisions? No, that was actually Mr. Patrick Halsey. He lifted himself to the... The occasion. only guy almost as strong as me in the league. Just going to throw that out. Almost as strong. Um, shout out segment. Yeah. Did you pick any up this week? We. I just yeah. want to let everybody know, this segment has evolved to the point where um, we shout people out so they're forced to listen to the podcast. Yes. So who yes. do you got? Well, first I want to shout out a, a guy I work with, a server at my restaurant, Sadaya. Sadaya. Sadaya, I know you're working on your own podcast. Get there. Find you. Dude, let's do it. Find you a Tyler. Yeah. Get to the next level that we are. Just not. It's our all that's holding you back. Just not our Tyler. Tyler, you got any I shout mean, outs, buddy? Uh, no. How about that fantasy, that work league you're about to dominate, dog? Oh, yeah. Not, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna Dude, do. Dude, so your second pick? Four hours. I got you. you you're looking. You're I'm, sitting. I'm gonna send you a picture of our draft board. Yeah, you. Just, yeah, I'll just pick off of that. Yeah, yeah. Just do that. Um, you got any shout outs, Matt? I'm good to go. I I'm wish Jared was here. You. you know, he could have been a great addition to this episode, but... Shout out to your brother, Travis, for making you feel like a dipshit. You know, Travis, <laughs> I shout out to him. You know, even though he stole my draft pick. Yep. My fault to begin with, but, you Fuck know, it. good luck to him. Chicken yeah. Farm, you got one shout out? I don't. Not even one? Nah. No, not even one shout out. Not even to the, the, uh, the Fantasy Football League, your other one, that you're coming? Don't need it. Nope. Perfect. Well, perfect. Don't want to give him any heads up, but I'm going to dominate. I got a couple it's of shout outs. What do you got there? Well, I got Topher. Okay. Number 55 in the world in World of Beer points. Okay. And we are global. Speaking of World of Beer, your buddy Ian. 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 He's yeah. coming. You guys get pumped. That's our next biggest podcast. He's coming back from uh, Ireland, Scotland, and England. He did a f- He'd never been out of the... Never been to that side of the country. Never been to Europe. Yeah? And he... Uh, he oh, said he hasn't. Okay. He had never been to Europe, and he said, "Fuck it," and he quit his job. He had saved up enough money. Uh, I don't know what that is. He, oh, that's one of Marianne's uh, beda- I, I, bedazzled eye things, I think. That's exactly nipple exactly what that is, and it is stuck in my shoe. Just in case you guys want. Yes, why I are you sh- stepping on her eyes? I didn't mean to. Yes, I wear shoes in my house because I'm not a fucking savage. If you make me take my shoes off at the door, I'm judging you. Anyways, um, do you guys? Dustin's never coming over my house again. I do. 
Oh. my feet, bro. I'm fucking... I did it out of I'm definitely back. stepping... Anyways. Yeah. Um, shout out fucking to Topher. monster. Shout out to Topher. Uh, shout out to Ryan Elder. Yeah. My man, Ryan Elder. Shout out to Sean Colo, the guy who thinks that tennis and auto racing are not sports, but sport adjacent. And we're Get fired make- up about that, guys, because this will be a debate on a soon-to-come podcast. Actually, I think we should do it at some point next month. Well... After the bachelor party, so maybe in October. Oh, shit. So you'd say, like, soon to come. Soon to come. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for reiterating that, big guy. God, I'm so glad. I'm just, just so happy We are so here. lucky to have you. I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> God, I couldn't have chose... I, I couldn't have chosen a better guy. Shout out to my mom. Yeah, for listening to every episode. Shout out to my stepdad, who still hasn't. <laughs> really? Pops isn't checking one out? That's not my stepdad. That's my oh, stepdad. Oh, oh, yeah. He's, but neither is he. You see, <laughs> if your initials could seriously become Dustin Bohem Thompson, it wouldn't be. That's it would be DR. Case. It would be DRJT. Yeah, thank you. It. I just keep seeing DBT all the time, and I'm like, it's DRJT. No, DBT. Dusty Big Yes. They, that's what you call me. DBT no, butter up, B cup. Fucking dickhead. Anyways, uh, huge shout out to Topher, Ryan Elder, uh, Melanie over in Columbia. She's in Columbia? Yeah, she had to go get oral surgery. Is that how she's paying for it? I guess, moving bricks. I can't, I don't know. No, oral surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Um, who else do we have to talk Oh, um, Cross the Pond shout out. Tom. Tom fucking Neil. Our original non-equivalent producer. I would say that he was the best <laughs> person we had before we had young Tyler. Yes. Because he cared. Nobody hit play like him. Nobody could touch that that record button. Oh my God, he was so diligent. And shout out, last but never least, to Morgan Shepard. Woo! Who yeah. sat in the throne throughout the entire episode with barely any law. Hey, get down! Sorry, there's dogs afoot. Hey, he's allergic. He doesn't like you. Come here. Um, what are you doing, Dad? Morgan Shepard for uh, sitting through this whole thing and yeah. being a trooper and contributing and making it easier for her husband to go see the Devil Wears Prada. That was great. Also, yeah. shout out to Larry I can Willis. I really hope so. You bitch. Yeah. You better listen to this podcast, Larry Willis. It's on Spotify now. Also, if these shout outs actually work, shout out to the Devil Wears Prada. Oh my god, yes. For us hanging out with them at Sportstown. That was one of the best days of my life. Yeah. I called him. He didn't answer me. Hey, remember when we had fucking breakfast with the Devil Wears Prada? Yeah, but that wasn't really breakfast. That was at Denny's. Yeah, we had breakfast with them and then we got to sit with them for five minutes. Oh, okay. No, we played pool with these guys and drank with them at Sportstown for three hours. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, because I was under. I ended up going to Sportstown to meet Dustin and Larry Willis. And there it was. And as soon as these guys walk in, they look across the bar and they're like, we were just at your fucking show. And they're like, metal! And they came and fucking hung out with us for three hours. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. shout out to Devil Wears for that new banger they got to Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for listening. Absolutely. I think this 11, has been one of our best Day Centennial podcasts. I think it can't get, I, I don't know if it can get better. I think we should hang it up. That's it. Psych. <laughs> I'm having too much fun. <laughs> chicken totally parm. Get better. You better get used to that chicken parm voice because next week, we will hopefully be doing this podcast after brewing. After brewing. Post brewing. For the next... It depends uh, on our uh, sound guy. Are you freed up on Sunday? Next Sunday? Yeah. 
in the evening. Sounds good. Right cool. after the podcast, we w- well, right after the brewing, we will be podcasting. Yeah, because that gives us time to sanitize, brew everything, spend hours upon hours cleaning. Which is and the then best while part we sit about there and wait for something to boil. Yeah. Sarcasm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me. And yeah, next week, a, a lot of cleaning, followed by hopefully a dirty podcast. A little bit of... Hey, I like hey, it. I like podcast. it. Oh, and... Which really is more important to me than anyone else. The return of Formula One. A whole month off. Your boy will be beaming. Hey, it's going to be good, man. Pretty soon we'll start getting into some of that. I think everybody, while we still have the mics hot, yeah. should watch the Netflix documentary um, Formula One Drive to Survive. Eight part minutes, or it's, I don't know how many parts it is. I think it's like ten episodes. Chronicling the entirety of last year, and they're refilming again for this year, and this year's even yeah. crazier. So if you get the chance to watch it, because we, I want to talk about it more. Speaking of something kind of in the same vein, another Netflix documentary that I'd love to plug, Unbroken. Oh yeah, good. just got just got added back to Netflix. It is the documentary of Callum von Callum von Moger, who was gunning for Mr. Olympia was approached to play Arnold Schwarzenegger in an Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary and then suffered some of the most like heartbreaking weightlifting injuries you ever can. Ugh. He tore a bicep as well as completely imploded a knee I was while just doing rock climbing. I he broke his dick because then I would have been really in. Um, but no, this guy basically went from looking like Mr. Olympia to looking like me. And then made his return to looking like Mr. Olympia. So, and if that is not one of the most inspirational things out there, I don't know what is. I love it. Real quick, last thing we're going to do. Official yeah. last thing. Drew's Cocktail of the Week. Yeah. I know I'm putting you on the spot here. We weren't really prepared. Nah. I, I think just since I'm not prepared with one of my own cocktails, I would just like to kind of let people know about the wonderful thing that is a New York Sour. Let's hear it. Where you basically just start off with a very, very nice whiskey sour. Nice whiskey or bourbon, whatever your choice is. Probably an ounce and a half of whiskey. Three quarters of an ounce lemon juice. Simple syrup. About half an ounce of egg whites. Just put some nice foam on there. And then you just float a nice Pinot Noir or a Malbec on top. Probably about a half an ounce. Just a little bit. The nice earthiness of the red wine plays through into the earthiness of the whiskey. You still get the sweetness from the simple syrup. It's a really, really complex drink. Sounds difficult to float something on top. Extremely easy Just to make. Just pour it slower. Exactly. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Once there's ice in there, something's so easy to float. Right. Just don't turn the bottle upside down. I love You're it. You're good. Yeah. I love it. All right. It's a nice New York sour. Well, that's Very well, 10. little known, but delicious, well-known cocktail. I'm in there. We're going to make them right now. Let's do it. That's a joke. I don't have any of those ingredients. Nah. Ah, like you ever have red wine in the house? I do. I do have red wine. Nothing. Oh. Oops. Anyway, <laughs> that's uh, that's number 10. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining all. us. Shout out to Heather for not making it. Yeah. Shout out to Heather. Oh, and don't forget her wife, Jared. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's you, not me. I don't disagree with that at all. I'll take the plus five I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I disagree with that. I don't agree with it is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I disagree with it. I don't agree with it. Also, hopefully, and I'm going to get the last nod right here. Can we put Heather's voice message on the next podcast or on this podcast? Yeah. 
Perfect. Yes. The first ever voice message from Anchor will be placed on this podcast. We yep. need more. Give us as many voice yeah. messages as you can. Comment on our Facebook page. We love you. That's it. Have a good night.